0: Welcome to the Fit Money Podcast, where we'll discuss something we all need through our entire life, financial literacy, but also asking the tough questions, like why aren't students learning it? Financial literacy is more than the math and a behavior we'll need beyond the classroom. So we're learning how we can help students, families, and teachers build a new generation of financially fit students everywhere. Today, Fit Money Executive Director Jessica Peltier is joined by Carlene Halet, the CEO and founder of Enriched HQ, an online marketplace for activities, resources, and more for children to explore their interests and learn new skills too. A homeschool parent herself, Carleen is helping families find quality, enriching activities for students however they learn, and sharing how an education outside the traditional classroom has values of its own.
1: Hi, Carlene. How are you today? Hi, Jessica. Thanks so much for having me. You know how much I adore you and everything that Fit Money is doing, so I couldn't be happier.
2: Well, I've been looking forward to this conversation, I think, literally since we met because we have so much in common. And I am just wowed by you as a very successful and very busy entrepreneur um, also a single mom of a, you know, super smart, uh, just amazing middle schooler um, and also a homeschool parent. So if I could, I'd love to start there. Tell me about your homeschooling journey and why you decided that was the right path for you guys.
1: Right after the pandemic, this, the summer there, what was that, 2020, the school that my son was in had decided to close permanently. Um, and so we, you know, found ourselves in the summer, two weeks before the year was to start without a school, not being able to visit any place, you know, all of those things. And in conjunction with that, since the pandemic, my I had enrolled my son in a virtual world school, which was really more focused on program based or project based learning, um, things that he chose he was interested in, um, and really sort of pushed him to take ownership of it. And the, I call it one of the pandemic silver linings, but his, the acceleration of his learning was astronomical. like. Things, you know, he's, we've talked about this a lot. He's a big time techie like his mama, but um, you know, things that he was finding passion around um, and being able to watch that evolve and know that those things that he's passionate about aren't offered in traditional schools really sort of set us down that path and Um, we've tried a bunch of different things. Um, virtual school was one of them, you know, homeschool. I think we collectively agreed that I was the worst teacher on the planet, but there's that. Um, and so we're now sort of in this hybrid mode where he goes, uh, to a school that, um, is really more of a one-on-one tutoring situation and then a group situation. But again, he chooses what he wants to learn. He can go as much or as little during the week as he wants, but a lot of it he does here.
2: I think that you touched on something, you saying, you know, the the worst teacher out there. And I, I would assume most parents feel that way. I, believe me, I, I feel your pain. We, we did that, too, during the pandemic. Um, and I think that kind of misconception that a homeschool parent also is the teacher and you are perhaps creating curriculum and you are teaching, you know, science, math and and algebra um, but so that's that's not true. There there are a lot of resources out there and it sounds like you really can explain it explore a whole bunch of them at one time.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, there it just it was an area that I knew nothing about um and was really flabbergasted and overwhelmed at times at the the amazing options. Mm-hmm. You know, they go all the way from full-fledged, you know, curriculums and schedules and so forth, all the way through to, you know, I I live in ed tech in this world, you know, choosing up-and-coming technology offerings that address math or English in a very unique way and being able to build that. So, and anything in between. And now what we're seeing is there are companies that are coming into play that are really acting in a consultative nature to mm-hmm. parents to help them put together a comprehensive program of what um, you know what might be right for their child and the way the child learns and so forth. Um, the one thing that I would add is, if he was any younger, there's absolutely no way I would have been able to do it. Um, this is just my experience: is being a single mother, also running, a, starting a company, and whether I was, you know, at a traditional job or starting a startup, having a child that can't execute on his own to some degree, you know, doesn't need someone standing over him to make sure that he's doing, you know, if my child was that age, there's just no way I would have been able to do it.
2: Right, right. I agree. And I think that might be a pause, a big, big pause that many families have if they do have that kind of elementary certainly kindergarten when when covid hit my youngest was in kindergarten and boy that was a challenge when they yeah. would get off zoom and say be back here at 10:30 and then my son would look at me and say well what does that mean
1: yeah right right <laughs> so
2: right. i completely understand and, and you
1: as a you know a professional you know the, the it the, what it translates into is you're playing cop get on your zoom are you on your zoom is you know do you have your video where's your camera where's the the, you know what i mean did you do your homework did you are you ready for and then you're also trying to have meetings do your work you know have some thought time and so forth um and that just becomes just such a disjointed, stressful environment. So Very
2: much so. Very much so. So is that when you decided to, Because um, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about your company. Um, this is where we uh, kind of have a, a cross path. Um, I know you care a great deal about education and clearly as a parent of a, a child that has De- many different uh, ideas and interests. Um, talk a little bit about how you have really fixed your time on this idea of extended learning and yeah. and really going after what the, the child wants to learn, not just what we want them to learn.
1: So the company is called Enriched HQ and we are a marketplace where we bring together an exclusive ecosystem of activity providers that focus on kids that are grades five and up. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, we focus only on what we term life skills building programs. So this, this also is a result of um, seeing firsthand what isn't being offered in traditional education, right? So wherever you fall along the pendulum of education working or not working, it doesn't really matter. There will always be topics like what Fit Money is doing, Mm -hmm. um, budgeting, taxes, investment, entrepreneurship, you know, STEM-based, music, all of those things. Um, And I, as a parent, not just a single parent, but as a parent, know, what an absolute nightmare it is to go out into the internet and try to find these various things that A, my son is interested in, B, I can afford, fit within the schedule, mm-hmm. you know, is a vendor that I trust, and blah, 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 blah. So the platform really is about how do I um, make it my world to go out and find the best of the best life skills, building providers for kids that are grade schoolers and up, you know, middle and high school kids Mm -hmm. and make it easy for parents to engage across, you know, price points, vendors, time, scheduling, um, and those sorts of things that give them a single spot. Right. Because, you know, not, not to get into a therapy session, but, um, you know, this really stems, this is an idea that I've had for 11 years, right? Like um, as a single parent, I, I want and need uh, to help my child develop to be Mm self-sufficient. Right. Um, And um, I knew I've known for 11 years that it's a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Right. And so Uh, early 2020, right before the pandemic, I just, I had gotten to a point where I was like enough already. I'm sick and tired of trying to make this work. I'm, and nobody's doing anything about it. And even if I solve this problem for me and me alone, well, then there's that.
2: (laughs) I love it. I love the initiative. Um, and, and starting a company is hard, uh, for sure. Um, Is this your first startup or were you an entrepreneur before this?
1: Um, I had one very, very small, I would call it a small business versus um, a startup company. I had spent uh, several years as an apprentice chef in Italy and started a company that brought um, Michelin star chefs to the United States to do teaching classes and guest chef things and so forth and so on. So the chefs would come for about two weeks. Uh, People would hire them to, you know, come to their house and cook and things like that. So um, I did that for a couple (laughs) years. That is so
2: cool. Carlene, I just learned something completely (laughs) new about you. That is amazing. Um, But I love it. And talk about real life skill. I mean, cooking. Yeah. Uh, I believe, uh, you know, a little bit ahead of my time. You know, that was that was something that was taught in public school, you yeah. know, home economics, and that was right along with perhaps balancing a checkbook and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when someone decided that that was no longer a skill that anyone mm-hmm. needed. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about some of the some of the options or, or some of the skills that that kids can can go on and, and find or that parents could you know uh, steer their children towards. Yeah.
1: Well, of course, there's FIT money, right? The certificate. And we're, we're, we're getting up some of the other programs that you guys run, which are offered for free, which is awesome. Uh, because part of what we also do is we, we try to extend this into um, socioeconomic um, areas where kids don't have the access to or the financial means. Um, so in addition to that, we do a lot of um, entrepreneur type things, starting a business. We do a lot of investing. What is investing? Um, you do budgeting, obviously. Um, we do, uh, music lessons, uh, through one of our partners in New York guitar. Um, we do acting lessons, singing lessons, um, yoga, Uh, meditation. We also do a lot around social and emotional Mm well-being. So um, one of our partners is focused on uh, helping families, not just children, but uh, really sort of work through gender issues, um, social pressures. Um, We do also do a lot around college preparation, Mm -hmm. having even, you know, decide what colleges to choose, how to build a list, how to write an essay, you know, what are the um, requirements for entry. So uh, there's all sorts of things that may fall outside of, you know, traditional academics, if Mm -hmm. you will.
2: Which I love. And you're right. It, It is unfortunate that I think we've heard that more times than not in the public school environment that, you know, funding is limited. And so therefore we have to just teach what are kind of on the tests. You know, we've heard that time and time again. And right. and there are many schools that are trying really hard to keep those electives and, and keep them in place. But um, sometimes they just fall short. Uh, and so it's really fantastic that there are opportunities out there like this, because yeah. we all know that academics are really only one part of life.
0: Um, yeah. And if
2: you don't have, especially after the pandemic, the social skills, um, it, then you really are not not going to succeed
1: because we don't
2: all just sit in a one person laboratory (laughs) for our lives. (laughs) That's right. That's
1: right. And people joke and they say, well, you know, when did I ever use, I heard this really interesting quote the other day, when, um, when will I ever use algebra, mom? Like, why do I have to learn algebra? And this mother that I was talking to said to her son, you know, You may never learn algebra, but do you you realize that every time I go to the grocery store, I use it, right? Because I look at the price of something, I have to figure out how many people are in the family. Is this enough? Is it not enough? Is it a good price for, you know, what I'm buying? Those sorts of things. And so there are practical applications. So I love this notion of... Uh, being able to take uh, traditional subjects mm-hmm. and and teach them in a way that has real life application. Right Right.
2: right. I call it relevant education. And because I don't in any That's way yeah. demonize kind of what we call the more traditional, you know, science is incredibly sure. important. And, and right. so we do need to teach those, but I do like that that application to life, some of it's math. It's not by any means all math. So much behavior is in how we make decisions about our money, but, but there is math there. So you do have to learn, you know, some of those basic math skills or else you really are. And writing,
1: you know, you just spoke about writing, business writing, proposal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll share with you a funny story. I've, you know, almost a career long salesperson, right? So my whole world is around, business cases and you know proposals and so forth so my son probably like your son is constantly asking me to buy something like it just (laughs) never stops and even if i say no it just keeps on going but so what uh, through the course of the pandemic what i've taught him is okay i'm open to whatever um but you son you need to go and you need to build a business case around it. And you need to present it to me in a way that shows me that it's something of value that I should be giving you the money to buy. Right. And that's, he's got to use math. He's got to use writing. He's got to use presentation and debate skills. I ask him questions. Right. And so to your point, he's learning the fundamentals of math and so forth in English and writing, but he's applying them in a way that will certainly benefit him um, as he grows up and goes off into the world.
2: Right. And you know what I also hear in that example is he's also earning that. Um, yeah. Because as a, an 11, and you made it very clear, he's not 10 anymore, he's 11. As an 11-year-old, <laughs> he can't go get a job, you know, really, uh, very easily. Certainly not at, you know, the grocery store. So it is sometimes difficult for parents, you know, especially around allowance. Do I give an allowance? Do I not? But regardless of where you fall, we we know that young children want to earn money in some way. And so you're also giving him that earning appreciation because he yeah. had to actually work for that amount. Re- regardless, it wasn't you know that's labor, right. but he had to really put his mind to something and earn that. So that's a yeah. great, great example. I love that you did yeah. that. And, and to extend that. that,
1: thank you. And to extend <laughs> that further, you'll love this, is I opened him a real checking account with mm-hmm. a real debit card. And if I agree to whatever he proposes, which, by the way, I always do, but.
2: (laughs) Secret is safe with me. (laughs)
1: Right. But that money goes into his checking account and his debit card. And when it's gone, it's gone. Right. You know, um, so he's learning those skills as well.
2: Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us.
1: My pleasure. You know how much I adore you.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Look forward to talking again soon.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Jessica.
0: Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Fit Money podcast. Whether you're a caregiver, teacher, or student yourself, there's plenty of great K-12 resources to begin or continue your financial literacy journey at fitmoney.org. Visit the show notes for more from today's guests and financial literacy activities for the classroom, at home, or on the go. We'll see you next time. And until then, happy learning, earning, and saving.
1: The Fit Money podcast is presented by Fit Money, the leading K-12 financial literacy curriculum providing free, unbiased financial literacy resources. All opinions, products, and references during the show are not endorsed by Fit Money and are solely opinions of the individual. Fit Money does not claim any responsibility for external resources referenced during the episode. All Fit Money products and episodes are provided for educational purposes and are not professional advice.